every time we do a Saturday to Monday episode, I feel like nothing happened. Usually, right? Like we usually um, record Saturday during the day and then Monday evening, give or take. And it usually feels like nothing happened. Right? We sometimes hit Friday night, but even still yeah, on Friday night, like, it's been somewhat uneventful. We hit big news on a Monday, but we don't hit many, many big points on a Friday no, to Saturday. No. no. So this time we got lots to talk about. So I was not expecting the NHL playoffs to start this fast and this ferociously over the course of the weekend. And not to mention the Vancouver game, which was clearly the biggest game of the night. Jesus. Somehow the, you know, the, the relegation game just takes over. It, the worst game of the day. It was actually a yeah. really good game, but nobody watched it. It's kind yep. of funny. Um, I don't even know where to start. We might as well start with the first game that happened in Washington, Boston, because uh, it was entertaining. And it got off to a quick start. Um, Alex Ovechkin decided he's a freight train on skates and just ran over. I don't even remember who it was, but just put everything he had into a hit. He hit his own guy at one point, too. Like, he was just trying to murder everything on the ice. Uh, they got out to a hot start. They scored the first goal, I believe, right? And then Boston came mm-hmm. back quick, and it was just back. Tom, all Tom Wilson scored Tom the first goal. fucking Wilson, the guy that shouldn't even have been in the game, scored the first goal. I think that everybody knew that that was going to be oh, who sure. scored the first goal. There was for not sure. a doubt in anybody's mind that, no, it was not Alexander Ovechkin. It was not going to be Nicholas Backstrom or no, TJ Oshie. It was going to be Tom Wilson. It had to, to be the guy first. that shouldn't even be playing that game. Yep. Of course it was. Um, Phenomenal. Now, we were split on who we thought to win that series. I don't think our mindset's going to change after that one because it was so tight the whole game. I think the, like, the most incredible thing for me was Craig Anderson had to come into that game and just held it down. Early. You know? early yeah, too. early. Like this... After the first goal for Boston, uh, Craig Anderson had to come in. with that. I don't think he played this year, did he? I, I could he... be wrong. He might, I think he played a bit because Henrik Lundqvist has been out yeah. for quite but a while. Had, and I know that they got him. Is it Vanacek that they have? I keep screwing this up. Yeah, Vanacek, but he he was injured. And then they now. had um, what's his name? The the rookie kid that they were supposed to have all year. Um, Samson. No. Samsonov. Thank Sam, you. Yeah, Samsonov. So they had the two of them. So I don't. But he might have got in. I remember game. them. Yeah, I I not a huge Washington follower, but I imagine that he would be into games. Let's take a check. Uh, he but even still, like games. Craig Anderson, four had, games this year. <laughs> yeah, but Craig Anderson had no business. Absolutely not. That, that, that there close. was no chance in his mind did he think he was getting into a game after that season ended. He's like, "Well, yeah. I'm done. I'm going to sit up in the stands." And then Samsonov gets hurt, and you're like, "Well, I'll just sit on the bench for the whole run." And you let in a power play goal, so five on five, you yeah. put your team in it, which was, was good great. for them. He was yeah. fantastic. He did a great job. He mm-hmm. held it down. He pushed the net back on one play which was really awkward looking he kind of like stumbled into a yeah. hit the net type of thing um it was kind of entertaining to watch but he was great and like the team was good with him boston kind of struggled at times to get anything going but then they would just pop off for a second and score a goal um and they were the first of many to go to overtime and in overtime it sucked that the puck got tipped because tj oshi had could have won it but unfortunately, it went off of, I think it was Nick Dowd or something, wasn't it? Yep, Nick Dowd. Um, it would have been really cool to see TJ Oshie get it. Just like, I'm really rooting for TJ Oshie, not necessarily the Capitals, because I don't really like the Capitals, but I'm rooting for TJ Oshie just for everything he's been through. And I'd love to see him do this for his dad and all that. Um, obviously, that wasn't the storyline. Whatever. Uh, good game. I, it's not changing my mind on this series. I still think it's Washington. And I think I said seven, right? Six or seven. Um, it's going to be a really good series. It's tight. The whole game was tight. The series is going to be tight. There's no way around that. Yeah, it looked pretty uh, pretty hot from the start. Mm-hmm. And those teams are not afraid of each other either, which is which is incredible. And that's what you love to see, right? And I feel like it was always, you know, how many times was Boston close to being the team that, that went over as the wild card to go mm-hmm. play a Washington but never did? And now it's just it's, – it's also cool, too, because Chara is seeing a team that he spent a lot of his career with. There were lots of complaints from Bruins fans about Zidane Chara. Right. Like, this is this – is This is what justice. you had him for, this though, is right? This is, this is why he was always on your team because Every you didn't want him doing – Every single any... year he did yes. this stuff, and now you get to see what it's like on the exactly. other side. Exactly. So Not you can't fun. cry. You Not can't cry about it now. You know no. what? Because now you're facing it. So I think that it – it's going to – this series has just started, too. You know, it's – Oh, yeah. I think that games are going to be as, – as close as this game was, games are going to be, like, even closer, you know? Mm-hmm. 
like just it was i'm glad it went to overtime i'm glad the next great game three great went game. to overtime it you know? didn't make me feel very confident about saying boston's gonna get excuse me boston's gonna get wiped out um they played well enough that i think they have a chance to win a few games in this series and i think it's gonna be a good series um obviously ovechkin started out physical and then they had nothing uh, sorry boston wanted nothing to do with that and started abusing him a little bit too so they weren't afraid to hit the big name guys too so it was kind of fun in that uh, aspect I think that's why they, they value Nick Ritchie so much in this sure. game and they value, um, you know, what Curtis Lazar has brought to this team because they know that they're not going to be afraid of these big names, right, as you're saying. Like, Alex Ovechkin is probably one of the hardest hitters in the oh, NHL. Dude, if you that look hit at he threw was ridiculous. Right. He is capable of just – even with no speed, you know, if he's mm-hmm. at a dead stop, he can still cause you injury he's because strong. he's just so solid. He's exactly. a strong man. Like, exactly. He's not the... So – He's no push. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of balls to just mm-hmm. go up there and say, you know what, he doesn't scare me. And and Even, that's I believe, don't quote me on this. It was Jeremy Lozon that hit uh Ovechkin behind the net and was kind of abusing him, right? Believe so, yeah. There was a yeah. lot of slashes. I remember or yeah, it was a, I remember that. It, it was, was a rough go. Um, rough. Lozon is actually out for game two. I don't know if that's an injury thing or they're just making a change, but Lozon is now out. So I guess Ovechkin can skate freely. Sure. Um, the one storyline I kind of want to touch on a little bit, uh, the, I would say the game breaker of this series and like determining how this series goes is Taylor Hall and if he can show up and actually be that secondary scoring for the Bruins. And in game one, he was pretty irrelevant. He was minus two. Minus two, no points. did not do anything productive at whatsoever. Uh, obviously, that could just be an off game. But if Washington can manage to continue shutting him down, Boston's going to have a tough time scoring because they've, they've shown that they can kind of limit that first line. Lots of teams can do it. They can limit that really good line that they have. But if you're limiting Taylor Hall, where that's kind of your main source of secondary scoring, it's going to be really tough for Boston because you're now relying on guys like Jake DeBrusque to come in and do what he did every single game. They've definitely put a lot of, you know, eggs in the Hall basket, mm-hmm. especially for a team that hasn't had him – for as many games as I'm sure they would have liked, yeah. right? Like he's not really he's no. he's in the system, but he's definitely not completely. He's not well versed enough. Like he wasn't there that long, right? So I just think that you know Boston, they but they're also capable. You know Charlie Coyle is, is definitely capable of showing you some playoff magic, mm-hmm. and you know it just depends on even what Jake Boston the team, like as much as yeah, I absolutely, and and him scoring to 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 start right. He, to get that he team has going. this strange ability to turn it on in the playoffs that he a just lot of, a locates lot of the puck the a lot he better, you know? Yeah. He's, that motivation kicks in, and I think yeah. that just shows you, like, what the potential that Jake DeBrusque could be in the league if he just played that way every single day. Exactly, yeah. Because, yeah, how many times could he, he like, Him, that goal, he just, he, he's right in the right spot, there's doing another, the right things, you know? There's another guy I'll get to later that I kind of mm. have the same thought process about, but they just, they look like completely different players in the playoffs. It's crazy. Yeah. It's where you make your money. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's about how you're finishing, especially when you're on a team who makes it consistently to the playoffs. Yeah. So. Uh, they go tonight in about an hour and 20 minutes, I believe it is. The game's at 7, right? 7.30. Um, 7.30 I time. doubt this episode is out by then, so you'll probably know the outcome of the game before I, we release this. And we'll, everything we just said is going to sound really stupid, but whatever. Here we go. Uh, next game of the weekend came out of Pittsburgh and New York, which I was expecting to be a real low shot affair, but I expected this series to be stupid tight. And it Jesus. was stupid tight. It was close. I never had a clue who was going <laughs> to win that game at any point in time. Um, but it was not a low shot affair. <laughs> at Good. one point, there was 12 minutes left in the second period, and I tweeted out, I'm like, Pittsburgh has 24 shots, and they're not even halfway through the game right now. Like, I don't know where this defensive masterpiece of a team went, but it ain't the New York Islanders in this series, apparently. They forgot how to limit shots. Good job, New York, for just sticking Ooh. shot for shot with them. They, you know, they weren't mm-hmm. afraid at all of the Pittsburgh Penguins and, and you know, them being first place. No. It was, no, it was <laughs> it incredible. It was a great game, yeah. honestly. And it especially was one of the- to not have Varlamov, like, in the net. Sh- just before the game, you just like Varlamov can't play. Um, Malkin can't play. That was another big one. Like both sides are getting hit pretty hard. And you're like, well, shit. And Pittsburgh showed that, yeah, it would help to have Malkin, but they still have depth scoring around him. And the Islanders showed they really don't need Varlamov. Like they just, they, they have a good goalie in Sorokin behind him. 
I think the Islanders felt this urgency too, right? When you lose your starting goalie, you kind of understand that the best defense is staying in their end and that's it, right? They're getting a lot of shots for sure because now your system is breaking down, but you're also afraid that if it's now three goals on 25 shots and you're only getting one to two goals, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be even close, right? So I think that's where they kind of just stepped up the urgency and said, we're going to shoot with them Mm -hmm. and, and see if we can hang with them. And they definitely did. Yeah, um, Kyle Palmieri nets the overtime winner in that one. And it's really funny because the only thing I said about this series, too, was that I don't think <laughs> Kyle Palmieri is the guy that can be your scoring depth. Yeah, shove that right down my throat. Jeez, yeah, that's why, that's why we do this, to motivate yeah. these players. You know, that just lets us know that you guys are listening. I have such a nice list <laughs> of stupid things we said that I could just pull up that we're already wrong in game one, but there's a lot that we said that we're right. So I'm not, I think at the end of the year, we should definitely look at that. We should make a list. Playoffs alone. We have, we have a solid chunk of things that we have said already that have not come true. Um, What else did I have in that game? Nothing really. If without Malkin, I'm a little worried for Pittsburgh. Um, It hurts your depth. It hurts your, your leadership as well. Yeah. On the flip side, though, it seems like every time they lose Malkin or Crosby, that's when they win a cup. So <laughs> this could be a blessing in disguise. Just like, I don't know why, but they just end up doing better when one of those two are out. How many so, times can you go back to that? Well, come on. Yeah. I feel like you can only catch lightning in a bottle so many times yeah. before it stops working for you. Uh, obviously, if you're Pittsburgh, you'd like to have Malkin back. Hopefully he can get back some point soon in the series just to make it more of a series, I guess. Uh, I mean, I think you're still getting that. A good series. I just now, you know, I'm not expecting Pittsburgh to. Dumb. They could steal it in seven, but sure. they're not going to absolutely just. It's now gonna be it's a good going series. to be. Yeah, it's almost going to be more of a shock if you see Pittsburgh go through and they did it without Evgeny Malkin. There was no, there was no point where I'm like, this team grabbed the game because even when uh, it was Brock Nelson that scored the go-ahead goal late, right? I believe. Uh, at uh, yeah, fifteen fifty. Yeah. And then 30 yeah. seconds later, Kasperi Kapanen comes in and ties it right back up. Like, there mm-hmm. wasn't really a point where I'm like, ah, they're, they're going to walk away with this one. Like, it was just – it was tight all game long, and it was close. And without Malkin, it's going to be tough for Pittsburgh to just, like, tilt the scales in their favor. But And typical Crosby, just walk into first game and say, I'm going to do a Crosby thing. One-handed tip. Like, yeah. just disgusting hand-eye. I mean. so... No other human being in the world is doing that. Uh, great move. Uh that's going to be the difference maker for them is they own a man named Sidney Crosby. And right. And can, it depends on, games. on the amount that he can take over, you know, the amount that he's actually willing to as well. Yep. Cause he, you're like, like you said, like he's a difference maker. He's, yeah. he's going to be the guy that, you know, it's, it's like when LeBron James just says, I'm going to take over yeah. this, this game. Mm-hmm. Sidney Crosby kind of has to do the same thing and do on it the way that he does. Yeah. Team. Not saying put in, Five goals, but you know, no, but just be Sidney Crosby all over the point ice. per game guy or two point per game, shut him down you know, on the back end. And a half. Yeah, sort of exactly. Yeah. yeah, uh, the next game in line, I told you, man, Minnesota. Wow, Pulling both the goalies win on Vegas. Look, a one nothing. OT yeah, win. nuts. Not... Um, Vegas <laughs> is the better team in this series, mm-hmm. and Vegas was the better team in the game. And Vegas is just the better team. However, Vegas cannot find a way to beat Minnesota this year. I don't know what it is. Even when they outplay them, they can't win. And they outshot them heavily. They outplayed them for 98% of the game. Flower stood on his head and made some of the biggest saves we've already seen in the playoffs. And it was unbelievable. Dude, he stopped double K right in front of the net. Like, yeah. just like the, yeah. the way that Marc-Andre Fleury oh. does. He and robbed Hartman so, a bunch of times too. Oh, just that like, goal too, you feel so bad because I honestly think that as, as great of a shot as it is, if it doesn't hit Martinez in the skate, Mark andre Fleury he makes another save. Makes save. Yeah. Right, he makes another save, and that's the heartbreaker of it. <laughs> yeah, it's so tough. Um, Fleury looked like Mark andre Fleury, like vintage Mark andre Fleury, just keeping his team in the game, making the big save when he has to. Minnesota I think didn't having, get – go ahead. I think having two goalies puts that fire under your ass. Yeah. Knowing that your leash is short. I think this is still a loss, though, that you go in saying second game is yours, and that's exactly what you needed, right? Like, you know your leash is short. So if you're going to lose, you're going to lose one nothing in overtime where it bounces off the skate of your your own player yeah. and you're yeah. not in you position really anymore. Get, like, it wasn't too big a deal. That you no. Run. However, just mental side of things, you're, you're looking at this like we have lost 
to Minnesota eight times of the 10 that we've played them. Like, what more do we have to do? Like, they outplay them so much, and they just they can't find a way to win because for some reason, Cam Martin Broder Talbot is in the other end just bringing back the season that he had in Edmonton when he brought them on that this run. I, is where? not, but it's not achievable for a long no period way. of time. But he's doing shots, it. 42 shots. If you're telling me that every game is going to go one nothing overtime to Minnesota, there's no chance. It's insane, man. I, just, I, I predict, okay, what is it? Do they play tonight or tomorrow? Because tomorrow. it's going to be a 5-1 Vegas win. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm going to you I, can you can book it here first because I when it happens think when we went if I go back and check I think we both took Vegas yeah. but I took them in 7 because I think Minnesota could win this series and I did one I of those I NHL like six. I did one of the NHL bracket challenges I took Minnesota cuz like they have a chance in this series and I don't this is I said it before this is the one upset I wouldn't be surprised to see just because they dom- they've dominated them. They have two wins all year against them. Okay, so then can you Crazy. can you truly call that an upset then? If you already have know. like the statistical data, like I don't know. Technically, I think there's no. truly there's truly one series in yes. this whole playoffs that's gonna be an upset. Mm. And that's Carolina Nashville. That's, <laughs> that's it. The, that's there's the only upset else. where it's just like Carolina's beat Nashville all year long. They're right. a higher seed. Like that would and be the people, only true people upset. People could argue Montreal. Toronto, Montreal. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Though. People, <laughs> but then everybody will say the same old thing, and it's because Carey Price did Carey Price right. things. He, he turned back the like Marc-Andre Fleury club. If you're not a Toronto fan, you're sitting here going, oh, well, they suck in the playoffs. So then yeah. it's kind of like, well, is it really an upset if they're just this terrible playoff team to you? So Every Montreal fan right now is hiding. Confident. They are not willing to bet. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're showing you maybe they're puffing out their chest. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're, cocky. we can do Maybe this. not confident, but cocky. Go ask them to bet something, they'll run. Yeah. They're not going to bet they're against the Leafs. No. <laughs> Um, but that would be a big upset if Montreal right. was but I would be less this, like I would be l- more surprised of any bottom seed losing or winning than Minnesota. If Minnesota comes out of this series, I gotta get a jersey because that just is ridiculous. Those like yellow and green North Stars jerseys are sure. my totally second in. favorite reverse retros. I love those. Totally in for that because it's I hope it's they incredible what they do. I don't know. I'm assuming a lot of teams aren't keeping the reverse retros going forward. Just who do I they really have? They, keep they don't have anybody. Kaprizov. That's it. Suter. Kaprizov. Okay. Awesome. Joel Erickson Eck, dude, has been. Who just happened to be in the right place. Did you see Felino? Did you see Felino fan on it first or tip it sure. to him? <laughs> for sure. But like Joel Erickson Eck's been so good for that team. Like offensively, defensively, like he's just shown up. Yeah. And they... apparently Cam Talbot's a Vesna candidate now. For the playoffs, for sure. He's actually going to be MVP for He's the whole playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The Smythe, right? That's the trophy. Yeah. Uh, good game. one nothing. It, there's no way in hell the rest of the series is like that, but it just seems like Minnesota has this weird mental edge over Vegas right now, and it's I'd be concerned if I'm a Vegas fan. Do you think Vegas is all that? I don't think that the important parts of Vegas are scared. You know, I don't think that the, the, the heart and soul of that team they are be, scared. But like, They're not. Just, just seems like at this they're point, they more just... talented. You're gonna look at this roster eight billion times and just go, "We are way more talented than what is happening here." It's kind of human nature, though. Like, have you ever done something like you keep trying at it and you keep trying at it and you just don't get it for but whatever this is, you're doing? This is hockey. You're like, gonna figure it out. Like the thirteenth try, you're like, "What the hell am I doing wrong?" I think that it's incredible that they figured it out to at least have a one nothing like and a, and a bounce in goal. Realistically, Michael Andre Fleury still down third. one nothing. In the I season. understand that. Part. This is a good game to lose if you're going to lose one. They're going to. It's scary. It's they probably they will. I'm not saying they won't. If Cam Talbot it continues this, it'll be his jersey that I'm probably getting because that's just (laughs) shuts him out for four games. Yeah, this is really reminiscent of uh, Vegas's run against LA in that first Stanley Cup run they had, where Jonathan Quick had like a 950 save percentage. Right, he was just phenomenal. But Vegas won because Flurry had like the 970 save percentage yeah. in the series. But it could it's... be the other way. Like Flurry puts up a 960, but like Cam Talbot's out here with like a 980 and winning the. Series. I mean, yeah, just you're Reminds you're going to get the best Flurry every night because he knows what's at stake. And if yep. you put me. You know, Flurry versus Talbot, best versus best. We everybody knows who you're choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, for sure, experience helps too. Mm-hmm. As a goalie, three cups helps. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad. Not a bad thing to have. Not a bad resume. It's not bad when your backup goalie is a top five goalie in the NHL too. But right. Whatever. They will take it. 
The final game was the most ridiculous game of the of the weekend. Florida Tampa. Um, everyone's hyping it up like it was the best game of the year. I fucking hated this game. Hated it. I like, thought it was, it was nice to see a rivalry from two places that really don't you, care about hockey. I don't you understand know? where the intense like anger towards each other came. You know, because like nothing even happened yet, and they were already fighting like two minutes into the game. I'm like, you know what? what I feel on? like I feel like Florida's kind of always felt like the little sibling sure. almost That's of Tampa point. Bay, and just Tampa Bay. Think about this: this is not Tampa Bay was not their last cup, or sorry, their first cup last year, mm-hmm. right? They had won a cup previous before that. They had known success. They brought in huge yeah, names, They've right? Been they're, good, they're, but... Right, and Florida's just always kind of been there. Mm-hmm. And never is good and never no the fans. same respect. Yeah. And now Florida comes in as a top seed, and yet everybody picked Tampa to take that series. So I understand why yeah. Florida comes in with this edge and says, look, we're gonna take it right to you. And and sure enough, they did for the majority of that game. Mm-hmm. And then Braden Point decided that he wanted the last five minutes to himself. Mm-hmm. Good for him. <laughs> Great. That you know? was the other guy I want to mention in comparison to who was it earlier? I was talking. Oh, Jake DeBrusque. Because Braden Point, he's good. He's above average in the regular season. But in the playoffs, playoffs, Braden Point is, oh, my God. That guy you is know just why, ridiculous. Do you know why Tampa Bay didn't miss Steven Stamkos last year? Because Braden Point Braden decided Point he was up. your Steven Stamkos. That was it. Yes. He's, he's another level in the playoffs, and it's a mm-hmm. joke. I hate it. It's great. If you um, watch him for that last, like, when he's on the ice, maybe it wasn't last five, but last, like, six, seven, whatever. Like, his last couple of shifts. He, it was almost evident that he was getting a goal. Like, it just a matter of time that it was either then or it was in overtime. Like, because he had already got one. To win. On, he got one on the power play, and then it was just like he wants another one and he wants it five on five. Um, I believe in our last podcast, you said Kucherov was going to get, was it three points or three goals? I don't know, but um, if it was three points, you nailed it. <laughs> But if I think I said three, three goals, goals. You were close. We're gonna check it back, but even still, the fact that my three was buzzing, good guess, very good guess. Um, now you made a it's point. It's very said evident that, it was... that that motherfucker wasn't hurt. No. Mm-hmm. No. That's... They pulled the Freddy. Can I just say that they pulled the Freddy? I like. I've seen a lot of people like, oh, well, Toronto this and Toronto that. Freddy was legitimately hurt. Hey, is he injured? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guess what? He's still injured. That was it. That was the extent of the of the in depth injury analysis. Sure. Is he yes. injured? Yeah. Okay. okay. Fine. He's but cool. Like, we're we're talking about a guy that makes nine and a half million dollars. They are Tampa Bay is seventeen million dollars over the cap in the playoffs right now. Seventeen million. It's nine million dollars more than the next closest team, which is St. Louis. Is that because playoffs like doesn't it that, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter? There's no cap. Oh Toronto God. is like 11th on the list in teams that are over the cap for the playoffs. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm like, I don't know why people are just like, well, Toronto, like, fuck that. Like this team is night and day more over the cap than any other team. Excuse me. Than any other <laughs> team in the league. Like it's ridiculous. He is banging microphones. I'm angry. It's just like, I hate it. I hate that they did this. I understand That's other so teams funny. circumvent the cap, but not with the best player on your team. And not coming back game one, fully healthy, ready to go after practicing for two and a half months. Who comes out there, scores two one-timer goals in the power play and a gorgeous pass. That The pass I give him lots of credit for. The two goals were like, okay, you just tapped in a one-timer. But now, the pass was ridiculous. It was a great play. You know what the better pass, though? Who? Jonathan Huberto. Who? When he decided. to tip it? Oh. Great play. That oh, team is good, man. They're, gonna, they're, That's what, they're really fun to watch. They're not going away, and I think no. that we even said that. Like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what we had said for our picks, but the six to seven is because I we know think I said Florida and six, but right. But we know that these games are going to be so close, and like you know, if you get to three games, it's really tough to get. Like, sorry, if you lose three games, it's really tough to then win and get out of that series. So that's why it's like it's six or seven, but those are the most conservative picks yeah. out of them, yeah, right? Yeah, like. We're, no, clue. no, they're not. They're not so big tight. picks, right? Now, they're not. <laughs> there were two things like... I absolutely hated in this game. Okay. First and foremost, the fucking rats is the dumbest tradition I have ever seen. Like, I understand the story behind it and like, okay, fine. That was like 20 years ago. Give it a rest. Like, who cares? Like, why are we throwing rats for every single thing that happens? Like, I, I would be annoyed as the home team to be sitting here and, like, getting my game delayed anytime something happens. It wasn't even just goals. Like, they called off that goal. 
We're going to talk about right. that. I forgot. They call out that goal and they're throwing rats. It's like, why, man? Like, this is so stupid. It's ridiculous. Second thing. I know people say playoff hockey's tougher. There's harder hits. Fine. And everyone's looking at that game like, oh, playoff hockey. That was the worst fucking experience of, like, watching hockey just because you couldn't do a damn thing. Every single whistle, there were idiots punching each other in the face. <laughs> it cost so many scoring opportunities. It's like, if that's how you're going to play, you're going to lose because you can't give up 40 shots a night and expect to win because you want to be rough and tough and be Mikhail Sergachev pretending you're tough. Like, it's not a thing. And it's just, there's playoff hockey, and then there's whatever the hell that was last night, and that is, like, a step past and just seemed like legitimate hate from both teams. That's not what playoff hockey is. They're trying to build an, an, a, a rivalry that's really new to them. And I think they, you know, that's, that's what they're doing and that they know, you know, the same thing that we know, that playoffs, absolutely, the whistles are a bit away, so – Sure. You know, you couldn't breathe in that game without getting punched. No, but that's the thing. Is that that the refs are trying to maintain and, and well, I guess not maintain. They're trying to establish some sort of what they were trying to do. Yeah. They're trying to establish some sort of dominance in a game that it's like, for, for me, the refs are there as almost like a secondary thing. Like if it gets completely out of hand, Mm -hmm. I get it. Sure. If not though, these guys, like you're adults, you get in there. I wouldn't stop a UFC fighter from getting in the cage because you know, he might get, completely knocked out sure if they want to go for that and then they can go for that and then they can sit in the box the same way it's supposed to do and if you want to have 10 guys sitting in the box they you have 10 made guys. a shit ton of calls yes, they're making tons of calls so many four on fours that i'm like this is getting ridiculous the calls are a little ridiculous like that in that sense like and just then it led to i think the first thing was mcdonough's boarding on uh duclair i think that was dirty i think it was the dirtiest hit of the night it's getting no supplemental discipline which is hilarious they were debating whether or not that would be a two or five. And, like, you get that hit. Sure. That sucked. That was ugly. And then DeBrusque is throwing – or not DeBrusque. Who was a – who the hell was it throwing the hit that afterwards? On the Bennett. Was it Verhage that hits? I don't know. There was another dirty hit. And then Sam Bennett throws that one in the corner. And who has now gotten Sam a game. Bennett is now suspended one game for it. Yeah. I – for starters – I don't think it's fair that Sam Bennett is the only suspension that comes out of this series. I think that was a joke. I think there should at least be two, maybe three, depending on whether or not you want to take a look at some other ones. The McDonough hit was worse than the Sam Bennett hit, without a doubt in my mind. Just so happened that the Sam Bennett hit was a bit more of a retaliation than the McDonough one that started it, and I think that's why he's suspended today. That's I, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I think it's unfortunately like, you know, the first one's missed. So you are definitely going to be... They, they called a penalty. Yeah, but I mean, missed in the sense of, of how serious it is, right? Like you were saying, like, if that's going to set the bar as, you know, that's not too much, then okay, what's the next one? And you, you're unfortunately going to have to test it. And yeah, like you're saying, like they missed one, so then they kind of have to make one up too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's not as vicious, but it's still one of those borderline ones that now they're going to call because everybody in that arena and everybody watching at home has just said you've missed this one. Yep. So you don't want to miss two. No. Right? Now, it sucks. The, the Leaf fan in me comes out a little bit because you look at that Sam Bennett play and yeah, okay, it's suspendable. He got one game. Nazem Kadri got three to five for a very similar hit <laughs> back two years ago. And I'm like, look, if you're going to call this stupid bullshit uh, suspension, then give him something that now. actually matters. What is a one-gamer? Nazem Kadri, if I'm pretty sure, had more of a history. So does Sam Bennett, I think. I but think more of a history, Bennett, I sure. think. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I don't think Sam Bennett's the clean. As well player. as the NHL just watched Sam Bennett get robbed on the ice. Mm-hmm. So do you really want to just angry. like – take everybody's like you know take him for everything he's got right then and there or you want to just say look man i already know you're down because that probably shouldn't have not been your goal but at the same time here's uh yeah. here's a game okay. gonna take you out of a game if you go down to nothing like against tampa i think that's that's it i don't think that you are relevant in this series again i i i think you're i don't think you give him a suspension but if you're gonna do it Make it an actual suspension that fits the crime. Like, why Why is that a one game? Like, if you actually want to pretend like you're about player safety, then well, what do you get on the play? Suspension. Did he uh, not just get, like, get two? two minutes for charging. Right. So, at I that point, know. like, you can't – if you don't get five in a game, 
then then it's tough. I know. Yeah, just, you let Tom just, you let then, Tom Wilson walk away with five K. Come on, you're telling me that was a fine, and this is one playoff. I just I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. They are there's zero consistency out of the the players that the. It's not even player safety. It's the suspension department. There's zero consistency out of the suspension department. Um, they just oh. throw it at a dartboard, you know? Yep. You like a it's, a wheel. it's like a wheel that they spin, and they're like, tick, 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 tick. fine. Tick, 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 tick. nothing. Tick, 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 tick. One game. Yeah, there you go. It's just ridiculous. Um, the There was a baby storyline in that game. Uh, the first goal that should have been the first goal was the play on the power play for the Panthers that they waved off because they ruled that Vasilevsky was pushed into the net and that hindered his ability to make the save. I agree. I think I'm in the minority, but I agree. Like Sam Bennett, like he's clearly on the post and Sam Bennett clearly pushes his pad with the stick. You're not allowed to do that. And it opens up the lane where the puck is able to slide in and by the rule, he hindered his ability to make the save and he was in the crease Everything was there, regardless of whether he did it. If he does that with his foot and pushes, uh, what's it called, Vassal out of the net, it's not a conversation because it's clearly goaltender interference. But because he did it with a stick, people were like, oh, it's a part of the play. And, like, it's not. You missed the puck. You got the goalie. You pushed him out of the way, plain and simple. That's the only reason that goal went in the net. So you're telling me Vasilevsky, with all of his might, Mm -hmm. was able to be spun around like one of those lazy Susans. Dude, he's pushing all of his effort down. He shouldn't have been yeah, spun that easily. Down, I think, not against the post. You I can't think hold he, yourself like You that. should be holding the post at that point. I don't think that he – I think he saw and recognized the play and was able to to embellish enough Regardless to get a turn. Regardless whether he embellished it or not, it's very Sam clear Bennett does that not know Bennett where that pushed puck him out is. of the way. Sam Bennett is just no, chopping away at the not. puck. He has no idea, he is but he's just chopping the, around. He's chopping around. But exactly. unfortunately – he pushes the no, pad we out have of the way, way and the puck worse, goes in the net. We have seen way worse count for way more Maybe in well, a game. By rule, that was the right call to make. And if they take it to review and you watch it at every angle, you see Bennett push the pad out of the way. I think you need to bring it to the in. suspension department then and, and let them make the decision because that's a goal. Let them spin their wheel and see what happens. No, to me, he pushed him out of the way. It's very clear on the replay that his stick goes in the pad and forward. And as it's doing that, his pad slides out of the way, and I'm, that's when the puck slides in. I'm not confident Vasilevsky is, you know, not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether. Not living not he, this one up. It doesn't matter one. whether he embellishes it or not. It's very clear it that totally he pushes does. his pad. That's all that matters. Is he, there's is no way his Sam, ability there's to make no way Sam Bennett is fully Sam responsible pretty, for that. pretty strong. But, like, what he is, what a is, strong hold, dude. What is holding not, Vasilevsky there? Like, you, him, he's he didn't on push both him that hard. I'm, I'm watching it. He doesn't push him that hard. Doesn't it doesn't take much? Like you're on your I knees. Don't think that, no. All you got to do is twist it a bit, and you're sliding. It's bad, but it's I understand the, why you think right it's call, good. I understand right why you think it's good, but it's bad. It sets a very bad taste in your mouth for the sure. remainder of this. It. You hate it if you're a Florida Panthers fan, and I get that because Tampa comes down and scores right away. But it was the right call on the play, and as long as they got the call right, you can't complain about it. I am, and a lot sure. of people are because that's, of it's that's bad. fine. But it was the right call, and as long as you can complain all you want, but as long as you accept that it was the right call, then there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, we don't need to talk about the final game, but Calgary and Vancouver played. In case anyone missed it, it was actually a really good game. I turned it off because Calgary was up five-one, and then I came back and turned it on, and they just won in overtime. All of a sudden, it was like five-one going into the third. And then Vancouver came back in the third and brought it to overtime. I'm like, that's insane. What a game. Didn't matter, though, because it's a meaningless game that all it's doing is hindering the ability for Toronto and uh, Edmonton to fucking start any time. Now we have to wait till Wednesday and Thursday for the North to start. It's just absolutely stupid. I hate it. I think it's on Wednesdays. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. Uh, Edmonton um, Wednesday. Edmonton Winnipeg. Edmonton, sorry. Edmonton, so Wednesday. Calgary and Vancouver have the early game just so that Winnipeg and Edmonton can start that night. It's great. So stupid. That's fucking so dumb. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, so I got to wait till Thursday. Suck. Um, yeah. So, it's pretty much We have nothing to talk so about that's relevant to where we live. No. With that hockey. Was it. That was it for hockey. Toronto Bogosian could it's be clear. back. 
He's clear, I heard. Yeah, he's going to come back at some point in this year. So that'll be so good on the cool. cap. Sheldon Keefe announced Put that Jack cap Campbell. up at his 700K or whatever sure. it is, 900K. Uh, Sheldon Keefe announced that Jack Campbell will be the game one starter. That's not surprising. Uh, oh, one little piece of information. Oh, no, I got a little bit to talk about in this series now. Okay. Um, first of all, Brendan Gallagher and Carey Price are slated to play in Laval tonight with their AHL team to get some game experience before the series starts. That's interesting. They're probably going to play. I don't, I'm assuming Carey Price gets to start game one if he's ready just because they love him. So that's neat. It's cool. Uh, good for them for getting them some game time. The other little bit I want to talk about Montreal, <laughs> they, uh, they had practice the other day in their line rushes. Yesperi Kotkaniemi and Cole Caulfield are in the extras. <laughs> they're just like not they're not in the line they're not in the lineup right now unless he changes it in the next three days or whatever it is because yes very got Kenyemi and Cole Caulfield they're going to be out of the lineup for game one I mean maybe he's just not showing all of his cards and one show you, you know hope. it's like poker they're like you hope if you're speaking. a Montreal fan and then it's like but bam we're gonna throw it on the table even still, though, like Royal Fly. that doesn't scare that doesn't scare you as a Leaf fan no, or, or as so, going. Like, into, like I was worried because Jesperi Kakinami had that weird, different level in the playoffs, and like maybe he finds that again. And Cole Caulfield's so a legitimate numb. goal scorer. This team's but, so much better than that, though. This team has not been the team that you saw for the last however many games. You know, let's say ten games, because it's pretty much been decided. Like eight games, then they're pretty bad. No, no, I'm saying the Leafs. The oh, Leafs yeah. are not going to be the same team because they're like they're back. It, they're, they're in there's a different now. level there. You're right. There is a different level there. Why would there not be? The Leafs have understood. These are the same guys who have lost out on the last three series. They know they're not going in there with just the same old attitude. They want out of the first round and what easier softball pitch to throw than Montreal Canadiens who are messing around with their lineup and are having to start their superstar goalie in the AHL to get him a half a game before he comes into the playoffs. Like, you're not dying by the – if you're dying by the sword, you're already dead. It's already done. The series is done. It's going to be a sweep. Yeah, you're dead, dead. You're not getting up from this. Your game has just shut down. You were wasted, wasted, and that's it. You have to start from fresh because if Carey Price is getting an AHL start before this series, you need to be scared. You're worried. Half a start is scaring me. That's it. He gets half a game right now. Wicked. To me, the, the Montreal's glaring need right now is offense. They cannot score. They're not good at Montreal's offense. glaring need is to shit. not be in Montreal. That's their glaring need. They need to, they need to not. Dude, their premier's coming out and t- talking about how they need to sign more Quebec people. Like, there's like 50 in the league, this is and I'm only saying. three of them are any good. How about it doesn't matter if your coach can speak French? How about can he talk to the players and can he coach them to win? How about can he coach? Can he do a good job as a coach? Great. Who cares whether he speaks French? You know how many available coaches you miss out on because you you have a requirement for them to speak French? You miss out on enough that would probably help you see a cup. You were were probably the, the best franchise in the NHL, right? Like, Historically, Top they have three, been yeah. right. They have the most they, Stanley Cubs. Absolutely. So now, what are you doing? Slapping on these rules? They got to be French. They got to be. You know, our captain has to be French. You know, this it's team. Not that even it's, the team. That's the problem. No it's the province that is like. Right. Oh, it's kind of embarrassing that we don't have more Quebec. How about Who you, do you get want? the best players who's, and who's run with them? Quebec. Patrice Bergeron, right? Like that's when you think of maybe Quebec NHL players. Sure. Hey, you're not getting Patrice Bergeron at any point in time. So now you've just kind of took out the only good Quebec player. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't think I can't think of any other ones. But like what do you what do you want? You want a shit team? You just want to continue to not be good? Then you bring in Dom Descharmes to coach your team. And he goes out there and there's a reporter that asked him, is just like, so this team's uh need is obviously offense. What are you gonna do to address that? And he goes, No, our team need is experience. Like, no, the fuck, it's not. Your team needs the fact you can't put pucks in the net. You take 100 shots a night, but they're all trash because they're out perimeter shots and you can't score. Yeah. Like, oh my God, man. Like, I felt confident. Um, are you funny? You're a funny guy. Hmm? They would have Chris Letang, obviously, as well. Oh, right. Would yeah. they? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, um, Martin Broder. 
bring Alex, him back. Alex Carrier. Roberto Luongo, let's just bring him back. Have a really great tandem. Freddie Goudreau, who scored for Pittsburgh. There you go. Oh, Marc-Andre Fleury is in net. Yeah. Right. But they don't need him because they got Carey Price, even though he's not French. Um, um, Mario Lemieux, if he uh, wants to take over. NHL players. Born. Paul Stasny was born in Quebec. Wow. David Perron was born in Quebec. What? Derek Broussard. Jonathan Huberdeau. There you go. There you that's go. that's an just, actual name. You're naming Anthony Mantha was born in Quebec. What list do you see here? This is incredible. Uh, active NHL players born in Quebec. It's on quanthockey.com. Ah. Uh, Matthew Perot, Jonathan Marchessault, Jonathan Drouin, Alex Chason, <laughs> Anthony Duclair, Pierre-Luc Dubois, David Savard, Thomas Shabbat. So they have a great team is what you're saying. They have, a, a, they have an average team because the rest of the names are not. There's a reason why I'm skipping so many names. It's because are you sure? Suck. I have like five or ten. Really? I only have ten. Yeah, there's only ten. Morning, go back. I got a bunch here. Mark Edward Vlasic. Yep. Great. Jason Tang. Anthony uh, Duclair. Is he from Yanni Montreal? Gord. Anthony Beauvillier. The, the thing here, too, is like, yeah, you can talk about creating a team out of just Quebec people. You're not getting Bergeron. You're not getting Stasny. You're not getting Perron. Anthony Duclair is a real possibility. Okay. You're not getting Huberdo. <laughs> you're not getting uh, – who else is on this list? Odds are you're not getting Mantha. Dubois you could probably get. You're not getting Shabbat. You're not getting Fleury. <laughs> like, it's so st- oh, Alexi Lafreniere. That's another one. There you go. It's just – Stupid. All right, that the team deserves. Remember it. at the beginning of this when you said Bergeron was like the best and only He's the best. players from He's Quebec. The best one there. Um, Absolutely. I'm just saying. Remember when he was the only one though that you could name? They deserve to lose. If you're doing stupid shit like this, if you bench Kotkaniemi and Cole Caulfield in game one, you deserve to lose the series. Start them. Start them because when you have nothing else to go to after the Leafs go up two nothing and you're going to insert, you know, AHL player here. Go right ahead. Dude, it's just, and if you're I, not going to start them game one, then you're going to lose. So it's a lose-lose. I, I don't get it. it I don't Montreal, get it. it's a lose-lose. Sorry to break your head. I don't get it. Like, those are, those are arguably the only two offensive players. Okay, Josh Anderson, maybe. And okay, Tyler but Cole Caulfield has an overtime goal against the Leafs. Should I get his three-on-three, but he is at least two overtime goals. The guy's okay. a good scorer. I'm not going to say anything bad about Cole Caulfield. He's young, and that's the only um, thing I can say. Where did Montreal find success? Before in Nick Suzuki being a young player right. in the playoffs. Okay, right. So, so they, let's just bench the, what we found the young success players. In. They yeah. found success in Jesperi Kotkaniemi in the playoffs right. last year. He was their second best player last year right. in the playoffs. And you're gonna put you're gonna take him out of the line. I don't think that one. that's true. I don't think that's true. But even still, they've I, never played a team like the Leafs in the playoffs. Like I think that they're going. No, I mean like I don't think it's true that that Kotkaniemi and Caulfield will be just sitting for the game one. I hope – I mean, as a Leaf fan, obviously, I hope they are. That'd be great. But I hope for Montreal Canadiens fans' sake that they're not because that is a bonehead move. Straight up bonehead. Uh, That's yeah. a Montreal move. It is a very Montreal move, if you're right. Uh, I have the stats from last year. Hold on. Give me three seconds. So, last year, Suzuki and Drewan were tied for first with seven points. Kakinami had four points in ten games. I think they all came in the first round, too. Four goals in 10 games last year for Cockney. I mean, you're going to put him on the bench. And you also have the only guy that scored, a, you, what do you call it, overtime goals for you sitting. That's good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, the Blue Jays. We don't have a ton to talk about. Thank you to the Philadelphia Phillies for handing us a series. Uh, the defense in Philadelphia is woof. Big woof. The outfield, the infield. Did not matter. They just were not good. Gene Segura made like four errors in that last game. It was just hideous. Oh, gosh. They all did, man. Nobody did anything relevant. Now, can I ask you a question? Like, do you watch very many Phillies games or sort of? I haven't watched a ton this year. Because, like, is it just me or does Bryce look completely uninterested in being there now? It's hurt. So, there's that. But even still. Like, when he goes up to the, to Batman, he literally – it just seems like at points where you don't normally see him swing at just garbage mm-hmm. two-strike pitches, mm-hmm. and he is because he's just like, I don't even want to be up here anymore. Like, he just looks that kind of way about it. When that you hear him talk, he seems really excited about the fact that he's in Philly, and he loves the Philly fans. Um, I don't know. He does look a little – he looked disinterested in that series. I think that has more to do with his shoulder than anything. Mm-hmm. 
then like don't didn't don't go play. in there then yeah then don't go don't but play they had no they had no outfielders they it doesn't matter you already have no outfield you already have no outfielders. sunday's game they had one guy on the bench it was bryce harper and an outfielder got hurt he's like i, I can go if you need me to and he just bunted because it's just he couldn't do it it's tough i feel really bad for bryce you need to call up players and you need to figure that out that's better you need to have better management than that yeah that's right. like that that's ridiculous at a point where you have one guy on your bench right that's that's too much yeah. so yep uh robbie ray I love is it a Robbie Ray day today? Is no, he... it was Robbie Ray on Sunday yesterday. Um, yeah, on Sun yesterday. On Sun yesterday. Robbie Ray has found the control that he could never find. Unfortunately, now he's hitting a lot of barrels every now and then, and they're leaving the yard once or twice a game, which is like you can handle that if it's only a couple. But it's one of those things. It's like it's great that you can hit the strike zone. Now we need you to hit the right part of the strike zone. It's like, he'll get there. I'm not too worried. He's got the stuff. He's got the velocity. It's just right now. It's great that Robbie Ray is not walking anybody, but I would prefer to see less home runs leaving the yard. It's incredible how not only do we as the fans, but the Toronto Blue Jays also know that eight runs as a lead is not enough. And you just need to keep going. You know, like that is the thing is that even as the Toronto Blue Jays, the professional team, they look at it and they say, more. I know we have an 8, eight nothing lead. More. We seriously need more because, you know, you Robbie know. Ray is going to hit inning four and five. Sure. He's going uh, to home runs to Nick Maton. We're going to have to bring in somebody else. Yeah, sure. The bullpen is in shambles right now. Wait. Everyone's hurt. The good guys are hurt. It's not even everyone's hurt. The only guys that matter are hurt. And they took just keep hitting, just game. keep hitting, just keep hitting, hitting, hitting. You gotta, what you gotta do we do? We did. At this point. Yeah. The cool thing, actually, if you look on Fangraphs.com, the war leaders, which is like kind of the all-encompassing stat, if you don't know, um, Toronto has the best second baseman in baseball, uh, the best first baseman in baseball, and the sixth best shortstop in baseball right now. And then if you couple that with the fact that Oscar exists and Springer's on the team. He, he'll be back eventually. You're looking at a good roster of guys that are actually producing and hitting well. Uh, Kevin's been hitting great the last little bit, so that's adding up too. And I mean, like, you have statistically three studs just to complement everything that this team has, and they can out hit the bullpen problems. But at some point, that team's going to slow down, you'd think. And you would hope there's a bullpen to carry you there, but a hundred of them are on the DL or the IL, I guess it is now. Yeah, you're not always going to have these 10-8 games where you're kind of able to just barely get away. You have an 8 nothing lead. <laughs> you know, and in baseball, as much as we kind of say, like, oh, anything's possible, especially over as many innings, that just shouldn't happen. That's something to be scared of. You know, so they need now, to – yeah, it's just – I don't even know what's – like, they just need to get healthy. I Realistically. think Charlie kind of let the game get away from him a little bit, thinking, you know what, we're up by a lot. Let's give Tim Mesa a chance to figure it out. I don't think Tim Mesa has it right now. He's not very good. I think you have a bunch of guys in there who do have it uh, and yeah. are capable of having I, it more than him and, and yeah. need to just continue to go with that. Even with the injuries, you have guys like Joel Pyamps, um, AJ Cole, Jordan was Romano, AJ Cole, thank fucking you. unreal. You have guys that can get the job done. I, you would you would hope for more guys because like you have so many holes right now. But you just but hope that less injuries continue did. to to strike down what you think you have in that organization, right? If you talk to these Blue Jays, they think that they have something one healthy mm-hmm. that I nobody else. Right. You look but, at the names on the IL right now out of your bullpen, like Julian Merriweather was shown that he can dominate. Uh, Ryan Barucki is a really good reliever out of that bullpen. Uh, they signed Kirby Yates, had him Kirby not Yates, even pitch, you. but not even pitch a single inning for them. And not, at one point, not, not at one point did they hit the panic button saying we need to get a backup for him because they just looked and said, look, this was We're the good. cherry. This was the cherry on top of our cake. It fell on the floor. This is our cake. <laughs> We're still happy. Rafael Dolis when he's right. Happy. This is and we know what we have like there. I don't think it's as scary for sure, but it just starts to get scary when you're constantly going on aisles and you're constantly throwing in like you said like tim Mesa for you know yeah you're up by by four whatever but that's still not enough at that point it's one of those things it's just like when you it's the 
strength of the guys that are out that you're worried about. Because, oh, Chatwood's another one that they have right now that's mm-hmm. really good. Um, David Phelps was phenomenal before he got hurt. Romano, you don't know. Like, he looks like he might be hurt again, but he could be okay. Who knows? Julian Merriweather was a closer when he got hurt. Rafael Delis was the eighth inning guy when he got hurt. So you're looking at, like, four premier relievers in that, in that bullpen, and they're all done. <laughs> what the hell is in that Tampa Bay water? Yeah, it's not enough for these boys. The hot air is just really starting to get to them. Uh, another injury news, Rowdy Telez left the game. I saw that. Did I you see it? I heard any updates. Yeah, he slipped on home plate trying to get out of the box. Tweaked yeah. his left leg. Wasn't <laughs> The uh, most it awkward run down. You know what it reminded me of his rundown to first base was that uh, YouTube clip of the guy playing Madden, like a really old version of Madden. Okay. Never seen this. Anyways, he's like he's like at his own <laughs> end zone and he throws the ball to one of his players, but his player's like holding his leg because somehow oh, he sustained an injury. <laughs> and he goes, he just keeps going. I put the team on my back. He looked like that character though like just running down the feet they're running down the first baseline holding his leg because he's just in so much pain but he's like i gotta be safe i've got to be he's got a left hamstring strain i believe yeah it's not good yeah it sucks when you go to plant and there's nothing to plant it just does it just goes out on you yeah that's painful um no update yet on what's wrong with him and how long he'll be out but it doesn't look like he'll be back uh, that's not good. You add to the long list of injuries they already have. We're not even the most injured team in the league. So it's like, you can't cry about injuries because there's teams that have a way worse than us. You also can't cry about still, you know, taking the last two series. You swept the Braves. They're and a you game also and a half out of took, first in the AL East. Yeah, you also took it to the Phillies. You lost game one. You came back and won game two and game three by convincing, like, you know, convincing in the sense that it was eight nothing. Yep. And, like, the game at that point is kind of out of hand, and then they make it a little interesting, and then Vlad just decides to walk up and say, see you later, this game's done. Yeah. You know? Uh, the Jays are a game and a half out of first, and they haven't played the Orioles. They haven't played the Tigers. They haven't played – who else is garbage in the AL? They haven't, they played Twins the are bad right now. They haven't played the Twins. Um, haven't played the Mariners. Who else is coming up on the schedule here? Like, they really haven't played any of the bad teams. Like, their schedule has been great. They've been playing against the, you know, run where they'll, they'll hit the bad teams and you might make a bit of a run. But right now they have a huge stretch against like their interdivision <laughs> rivals. And then they go and they play the, what is it? I just had them here. The Marlins are in June. You yeah, but they play Cleveland. The Marlins, they end yeah. they end with Cleveland and Cleveland's May, which a could, little better than you would expect, but but that should cool. be win. Like I think at that point, Cleveland should have cooled down, and you should be winning those games. You know, that's a series that you can easily take, and then you get a, a day off, and then when yeah, when you hit June, you're, you're going to June. You have two games against the Marlins. You have six the against the sorry. You have seven against the Orioles. You have uh, two more against the Marlins there, and then two against the Mariners. So like you know, you're great. looking at a good June. The Marlins are back to sucking. So yeah, they're not. Last year's Marlins. They're play, back to this year's Marlins. They yeah. also play one of the best teams in the league in the White Sox right now, and the Red Sox, and the Yankees, who are all really hot. And the Astros, just for fun. But And we are competing with them. You get the bottom and the top of the league for your June month, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm fine with it. So, yeah. Oh, final little bit of news on the Blue Jays. Gabriel Moreno got added to the top 100 prospects list. So, we have eight. Teams Doesn't play. it feel good? Oh, feels like you got a lot of like jelly beans in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the kid in the schoolyard with all the candy. The kids are coming. You're like, can I have some? What are you going to trade me? Yeah, but you know, it's like, what are you going to trade me? You've got, you've got the upper hand here. You are. Yeah. The, you're the coolest kid in the place. Now you're asking people, hey, not like you know, can I have it? It's like they're coming to you saying, okay, hey, I've got deals for you. I've got, and you're listening to all of them now. You're not desperate for them anymore. You're not saying like, look, I gotta hear the, I gotta hear them. I got to tell me what you want. You're just like, all right, I want to hear it. Yep. Maybe I'll let you know. You're um, cool. You're cash. I would just like to say one more time until next week when I say one more time again, Vladimir Guerrero is the AL MVP right now. I brought stats this time. Uh, let me find them again. As of yesterday, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. sat tied for third in the AL in home runs. Actually, that might have been the league. But tied for fifth in RBIs, second in on-base percentage, fourth in on-base plus slugging, third in war, fifth in walk percentage, and just for fun, he's 
fifth in defensive war in the league among first basemen. He's the MVP. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Latter days are for the homers. Wow. Next. <laughs> I think that's it. We just ended it right there. That's it. That's all that matters. Do you did you come up with anything for drip or drop? Oh shit, no. I got I, got I never one. do. I know. I never remember. We, we, set, in time. It, we set up our uh, our goal. <laughs> we did not remember. ten each? Yeah, we said that at the end, didn't we? I got the same one that I do last time. What do you mean you have to say what you did last? Well, I had time? one last when we when we last recorded, but I you just didn't say it. I've just well, no, I figured we wait until we have more. Oh, so we could just push it again. We'll have to push it again. We'll push it again. I had a really, really tough weekend. People, Monday got on I, you. Quick. <laughs> Monday comes lie. around real fast. I'm happy next weekend's I, a long weekend yeah. because it's just it's gonna be nice. I felt like we just recorded yesterday, and all of a sudden we're here. We are again. Yeah. Monday. It really felt fast. I almost felt like, because like I said, when Toronto sports aren't like in full swing, especially now. Okay. So before we go, I guess the Raptors are officially done. Not too much to say thank about that. God, Tampa Bay. Thank, thank you God. for holding them in your shitty Screw environment you Screw and let's bring them back home. Done with it. That could be Kyle Lowry's final game. It. I know. And that sucks because, you know, I don't want to see Messiah and Lowry walk out without, being like technically here for that final the season. Like, yeah. Just come back for one more year, both of them. Just go. I would love them back for one more year. And I've said this for so long that if, if Kyle Lowry is willing to give me a hundred percent of Kyle Lowry, he's yeah. worth that sure. every dime for of it. Sure. I don't give a I, shit. I want like 10 to 15 more years of Maasai, but I'm happy yes. with one at least. I'll take one. Yeah. I'm not such, a greedy um, man. We'll we'll take it year by year. I know. It's not even like it's not even just the Raptors. Marcus Semyon came out and he's like, I really don't like this. No. Talking about being in like the Dunedin thing. He's like, not that I have anything against Florida and the people and like where I live, but like <laughs> playing at a minor league stadium sucks. And I don't really like playing in Tampa. It's never a home crowd. I'm like, you're right. It's never a home crowd. Exactly. Every time you go out there and it's a away game, there's no advantage to playing home games this year. It sucks. You're going to see a different so looking atmosphere forward. in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm looking forward to June when they're at least closer to home and there's they're able to get some people that still cheer for the Blue Jays. It's like, just get the hell out of that stupid state. Oh, I'm sorry if anyone listens lives in Florida. It's not a stupid. I think it's just it's tough for baseball because no. spring training is is like a stupid. a month to get to know your teammates and a yeah. month to just kind of figure out a little bit, get the bat moving, and then you come to a different stadium mm-hmm. with a different environment, usually to like, even though the Jays are not like, haven't been that relevant. Like I'm pretty sure they still sell out game one. Like game one is usually still pretty big unless they hold it at, you know, one Oh seven in the afternoon or four in the afternoon, like they sometimes like to do. Right. But if it was a regular blue Jays time, like it's usually a sold out game because Toronto fans will go for the beginning and they'll, they'll be somewhat consistent, especially if you're seeing a 22 and 17 team as they stand right now, which is a game and a half out mm-hmm. and are competing with the White Sox, or sorry, the, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to be there. Toronto fans are going to show up. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm so excited for June. I'm so excited for September for them to potentially have a chance to come back. I might be sneaking over if they don't come back in time. They mentioned something yesterday or the day before that, like, they want to have everybody fully vaccinated by the end of – I don't know if I heard it right, but I think they said September. And if you have most people vaccinated by early September, why are we not opening? Bring them back and the Blue Jays coming here in September. Why can't everybody just – Fly to Buffalo, drive in, and no court. You sure. know, they're in the bus. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. that's the stipulation. What, are we scared of getting in from Buffalo? They're doing better than us. Everybody just puts it on the bus, and you Team fly the same way you fly in America. The Greyhound still goes from a certain... Sure. Um, I would give my right arm to go to one of those games at this point. If they come back in September, I will give you my right arm. Done. Duh. I give want you, it. I, could I give want you the right arm. Too for the next no. game I go to. My left one's the right arm. Only the right one. Left-handed, so you can have my right arm. I don't want to see you struggle that much. I just want to see you struggle a little bit. I will give it to them. You can have my left arm. You can have my hat. No, I want the right. Whatever. Just the right. I will pay. We're going to Jay's. You've gone too far. Book it. We're going to Jay's game in September. We'll see you all there. Maybe. Who knows? 
thank you for listening. Uh, as always, don't forget to follow us at the BNB Pod underscore on Instagram and Twitter, and at the BNB Podcast on TikTok. You can find our merch. Oh, including this, I'm going to have up there soon. I have a bunch of Blue Jays stuff and a bunch of baseball stuff coming on the way. Uh, you can find all that at theasports.com. Don't forget to click like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff down below. Uh, yeah. Is it below? Well, no, we're side by side. Yeah, I don't know where it is. It's somewhere along the bottom. I think I subscribe and you're like, or the other way around. Yeah, we really appreciate it if you do. Um, thank you for supporting us. We will catch you guys at the end of the week. Cheers. <laughs>